Hello, my friends. I am going to get through this announcement with an odd sounding voice. It has been a week, my friends. It has been a week. So if you have had a tough week, please know that I am right there with you. Goodness gracious. However, this is a positive thing I'm about to tell you. In fact, I am super pumped. I'm going to be doing my very first webinar. I hate the word webinar. It's terrible. I literally Googled synonyms of webinars and still couldn't find anything I liked. So I'm going to call it a mom talk because I have something I want to talk about and that's burnout. After talking with you guys, so many of you via email, in my DMs, in Mothers Together, in Mothers Evolve, and in all the places, over the last two years, I have talked to hundreds and hundreds of moms raising neurodivergent kids. And really when it comes down to it, there's a pattern that is very clear to me, which is burnout. We are burned out. We are emotionally burned out, you know, emotionally drained to the core, physically burned out often, just mentally burned out. We're just done. We're done. But yet we put one foot in front of the other every day and we show up for our children the best way we can, the only way we know how to, and we hope that we're doing a good job, which of course, by the way, you are doing an amazing job if no one's told you that today. But the fact is burnout is not good. And I know it. I felt it many times. It leads to anxiety. It leads to depression. And we cannot show up for our children at all. And so after talking with moms for almost two years now, I've started to see these patterns of what burnout looks like, of, of why it exists, of how it exists. And to be honest with you, I don't feel burnt out anymore. I used to for years, but I don't. And so I took the time to sort of hash out why I don't feel burned out anymore. I realized that there are some things that I have been doing in my life on a regular basis that have changed my level of burnout to where I feel, dare I say, fully functional 99% of the time. And so I want to bring you these tips, these strategies that are small. They're small little things that you can do tomorrow, today, right now to avoid getting to that full burnout mode. So I am giving my very first mom talk on Zoom, totally free, in December. It's actually going to be Friday, December 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It will be recorded. So if you sign up to join me but you can't make it, you can absolutely get the recording. Although I'd love to see you there live. I'm going to be doing some giveaways. Um, I'm super excited. I've never done this before, but it feels right. I have a message about burnout for moms of neurodivergent kids, and I need to get it into your ears. So I would love for you to join me for this webinar in December for free so we can hang out and we can talk and I can share with you the number one way to avoid burnout and you can start it immediately. To sign up for this webinar, I mean mom talk, go to ontheharddays.com forward slash mom talk. That's ontheharddays.com forward slash mom talk. I cannot wait to see you there. I'm super excited. Thanks for, again, all of your endless support throughout the last two years. I am so, so appreciative. All right, now on to the episode. Hi, guys. Welcome back. I am excited to bring you my turn episodes. That's what happens every Thursday 
where either I'm answering a question that you've left for me or I have something I want to talk to you about, but it's just me and my thoughts. And as always, I first just want to thank you for your support. I mean, real support. You guys not only listen to the podcast, but you share it with other people. You comment on what you like about it, what resonated with you. I'm so glad that my words help you, but I just want you to know that your words help me. I feel tremendously validated in everything that I'm doing. Um, And a lot of that starts with the podcast. So first of all, thank you. What I wanted to talk about today is it actually came from a question. So I posted a story on Instagram um, yesterday, actually, not the day this is coming out, but um, the day I'm recording it. And I took the kids to a science uh, animal type of museum. um, And we had a really successful outing. The rest of the day was crap, but we had a successful outing. So there's that. And when I shared a picture from the museum in my Instagram stories, I wrote... It was a success. I feel like we're in between neurodivergent issues right now. The struggles Mr. Nine had when he was younger have mostly changed. And I said, there are many new issues, but a trip to a museum is at this point very doable. And one of you guys wrote me a DM and said, can you elaborate on what's changed? And I thought that that's the perfect way to go about talking about this issue of of, of what neurodivergent changes look like in our kids, and at least in my kids, Um, because I know a lot of you have kids who are younger than mine, and so you're sort of looking down the road to see what's coming, and some of you have kids older than mine, and it's looking back on the issues that we are currently going through. Um, When we take Mr. Nine, he, as a toddler, a preschooler, all the way up until he was medicated, uh, with um, Focalin and Zoloft, to be honest. He was um, a zero to 60, out of control uh, with his emotions more than anything else. Um, he did not get medicated until he was almost eight, and he's nine and a half now, um, but he is not, he, he's a different kid since he's been medicated. Um, he has ADHD, but it doesn't look like hyperactivity or inattentiveness too much. Instead, it looks like emotional dysregulation. And I had no idea that that was a piece of ADHD. And so, you know, when he was younger and all all the way through, really, until he was medicated, um, he would fly off the handle a million times a day over every little thing. And those reactions wouldn't match the issue. You know, the issue would be a one and he was reacting at a 500. They don't match. He would roll around on the floor, screaming, throwing things, um, sometimes screaming hurtful things, but sometimes, most times, just screaming. Um, It was the kind of screaming where neighbors would want to know if your child is okay or if they need to call police. Um, It's it's that level of screaming and slamming doors, slamming his body into doors. Um, And then in between those massive meltdowns, there was defiance and disrespect and um, purposely hurting his siblings. Uh, or, or knocking over things that they had created or or walking by someone's piece of art and saying that doesn't even look good or that doesn't even look like a cat or, you know, whatever. Um, constant, constant. He was angry. He was miserable. We all were miserable. And that's Mr. Nine's story. And I started all of my stuff because of Mr. Nine. That being said, I have come around to the fact, uh, the deep realization that all three of my children 
struggle with something. Um, I don't know if I would go so far right now as to say that they're all neurodivergent. Um, maybe. I guess it depends on your definition of it. But all three of them are struggling with something. And it's like, wow, this this is, you know, I never I never saw my life going this way. But but here we are. And it's okay because I love them. They're great. <laughs> they struggle, but they're great. And I am a better person because of it, because of them. So that's Mr. Nine. Mr. Nine does not struggle anymore with those particular issues. His emotional regulation stuff, which was his number one. I mean, he's also got sensory issues and he's gifted. I mean, there's a whole list, but the emotional dysregulation was the number one problem we had his whole life. He doesn't do that nearly as much, nearly as much anymore. He's much more happy-go-lucky. Um, in terms of sensory things, um, when he, I don't even know if this is sensory actually, but when he was really young, um, if it rained, he would freak out in the car if I used the windshield wipers. He was terrified of them. He like essentially, it sounds weird to say it, but he made me not use them, which sounds like, what do you mean a five-year-old made you not use your windshield wipers? But like, you guys know, you guys know. I, I did. I would I would look in my rearview mirror, wait till his head was turned to the side and quickly wipe them and, and then, you know, wait again and, and rinse and repeat because I couldn't stand one more screaming, kicking his sister meltdown because I used the windshield wipers. That stuff does not bother him anymore. In fact, it's crazy, but he doesn't remember it. And I'll say things like, oh, you know, I, I can joke with him now. It's it's amazing. Uh, not all the time, but but a lot of times. And I can say, hey, he used to hate the windshield wipers. And he'd be like, what? No, I did not. I was like, I'm telling you, I could not use windshield wipers. And he didn't believe me. He's like, what? That's crazy. He's forgotten it all. He's forgotten it all. He doesn't remember. Honestly, he probably wouldn't even have remembered right after those meltdowns. He's sort of like, you know, I, I think our kids sort of black out in that way. Um, but but yeah, he's he's different like that. So we can have um, something slimy, something, uh, he can throw his shoes on without an issue. He can go to a new place that he's never been. Um, if it has anything to do with science, he's in. Um, now, if he wasn't medicated or if his medication was wearing off, let's say it's time to leave the museum and he's not ready to go. Well, he's going to flip out. I mean, we're still going to see those meltdowns. The medication, um, helps him stay regulated so that his reaction to it's time to go is whining, grumping, maybe even a little yelling, but then it stops. And that's the difference. Um, and so I can take him to new places. In fact, he likes to go to new places as long as it's within the realm of what he's comfortable with. You know, if I have him try a new sport in front of a whole group of boys in his class, you know, forget it. But something like a science museum, absolutely. <clears throat> He is an easier child. He just is. Um, so his neurodivergent issues change. He can go into public and he doesn't flip out and he is calm with his body. Um, he he can listen and does. When the medication starts to wear off in the evening, I mean, I, I'm not, I, it feels weird to be like, it's all medication. It can't be all medication. A lot of it's me as well. I'm calmer. I'm different. But regardless... There is a time every night where his medication starts to wear off and boy, do you know it. He he gets 
hyper with his body. He's like running around and just being out of control. And if I tell him, you know, hey, chill, you know, or, or calm, um, have a seat, whatever, he'll go, no, no, I'm not doing that. No. But he's like joking, but he's not. Um, he won't do that stuff during the day. So, so that's what his stuff looks like. He is not, I'm going to go ahead and say this. He's not my biggest challenge right now. I am so happy that he has reached a spot in his life right now where, where things are steady. That's the word I want. Steady. So I was like, oh, great. Of course I can talk about neurodivergent issues on the podcast and on Instagram and in all the places because we've been through it. I mean, we really have been through it, but Mr. Nine is doing so much better. Okay. Well, I do have two other children and they are, you know, they're hanging in. Mr. Six um, has ADHD, like you guys know. His is sort of the classic type of ADHD with that's both uh, hyperactive and um, inattentive. Uh, but there's nothing else. There's no anxiety. There's no rage. There's no dysregulation. Um, he's a chill kid, uh, and very easygoing when medicated. Um, and so that's Mr. Six. It's, it's Miss Nine right now who's struggling. And so when I said in that Instagram story that, you know, the neurodivergent needs change, it's not only that they change within one child, but they change from kid to kid. And it's Miss Nine's turn to struggle. Um, and, and I have a feeling it's it's not going to be a, a quick thing. It's going to be like Mr. Nine, where it took years and years to figure out how to exactly get her what she needs. Of course, her things look different. Um, instead of rage, there's tears. Um, and there's a lot of things going around with her with that um, anxiety. And what I now truly believe is OCD, um, signs of ARFID, uh, um, avoidant I always get this wrong. Avoidant intake. Nope. That's, that's AI. Oh boy. AR. Avoidant restrictive intake food disorder. There, I got it. Took me 10 seconds, but I got it. There's major anxiety and OCD around food um, and around things like socks and shoes and shirts, which seem like a sensory issue, but once she's distracted, she doesn't feel it. She doesn't notice it. She doesn't care. Um, big, big time anxiety stuff going on with her. Um, and so it almost feels like we're starting all over again. You know, Mr. Nine had his struggles when he, you know, first started when he was about, uh, 11 months old, 10, 10, 11 months old. Um, and I had no idea we'd be in for a very wild and exhausting ride for the next like six, seven years. Miss Nine is just starting that journey now. And I don't know what that looks like for us. Um, I know that the teenage years and hormones are going to be rough for all of my kids. For her, those hormones have already started. And I think that's also a piece, but it's just trying when you have a neurodivergent kid. And this is why I hesitate to call Mr. Six neurodivergent in my sort of, in my view of it, when you have a neurodivergent kid, there are so many moving pieces. There's so many pieces to the puzzle. You have to get them all to line up and fit to, to, to make for a happy, healthy kid. And Mr. Six only has one piece to his puzzle. So as long as we put it in the right spot, he's good to go. But Miss Nine and Mr. Nine, um, there's so many pieces. And for Miss Nine, because she is a girl, I don't know, like, what does ADHD look like in girls? I know it can be different. Um, is this anxiety or is this OCD? Um, you know, what are we looking at here? And I don't have those answers yet. This is real time. Most of the stuff that I talk about with you guys has all been related to Mr. Nine, 
which is all of that was from my past. And now I'm living it. um, We are living it in real time with Miss Nine. Um, What I know differently this time with her versus what I didn't know for Mr. Nine is that the best thing I can do to help her is to be steady myself, steady and um, loving and supportive. That is what I didn't do with Mr. Nine for years because I was too triggered myself and overwhelmed and overstimulated and um, all, all the things, angry, scared, all of it, to show up for him in the way that he needed me. And so we were sort of feeding off each other. <clears throat> but with Miss Nine, I can do things differently. So um, I do my very best not to get frustrated, um, to be calm and patient because she then feels very guilty. If her anger makes me angry, then she switches to guilt and round and round we go. So it's important that I'm trying really hard to keep it together. I don't always. And so I follow up with an apology or, 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 or not, (laughs) but, but sometimes I do. Um, I'm human too, but I know that if I'm always offering love and support, that's got to be better than losing my cool and my patience. So I'm trying, and I'm trying to do that with the other kids too. Um, you know, this parenting ride, I tell you, it's, uh, it's, it's really something. And so if you're listening, the person who asked me in, in, uh, in Instagram DMs, what changed? It's like everything changes, but nothing at all, right? My kids, some or all of them have anxiety, ADHD, OCD, sensory processing, giftedness, And all of those things are complicated in their own right. Um, But then to put them all together and then do something like go to a museum on a whim. I could not have done that years ago. But Mr. Nine's issues have changed. And Miss Nine, that was never an issue anyway. You know, now it's going to be something different. Now down the road, it's going to be school dances and um, playing on teams with other kids is still a big, a hard one for my kids. The anxiety that they feel and that they have to be perfect, that they can't make a mistake in front of peers. Um, how, how, uh, you know, doing, doing Miss Nine's hair and it doesn't feel right. We've got new stuff. It, it's, it's just changed, but it's still there. It's still there. Um, but I feel more equipped this time around. I feel equipped with some tools, but honestly, what I really feel equipped with is support. I feel supported by you. You who are listening, I feel supported by you. That's a gift. And when I have your support like this, it's like, okay, I can do this. I can do this because you know what? If I have a terrible day, I'm just going to make another podcast episode and I'm going to talk about that and you guys will get it. That feels great. That is something I didn't have before. And so I want to return that favor to you. You know, you don't have to do this alone. You don't. You absolutely don't. Even if you don't know but anybody in in your life, um, you know, in your real life, you don't know who to talk to about it, but you don't have to do it alone because you're not alone. Oh man. So that's where we stand. Um, you know, there's more to it, but, but I also don't know things yet. I am waiting on a a blood test for Miss Nine. We're going to be testing her thyroid, uh, celiacs, a couple other things. I'm hoping to get some, some answers there before we proceed with whatever's next. Um, we, up until this point, have been able to do 
everything through a pediatrician. And I know that that's been a gift in itself. Um, I think we are getting to the point now where it's time to branch out. We need uh, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, all the people. Um, and so there's, there's more to come. There's more to come. But that's where we stand every day, every hour, like one minute at a time to get through. Um, and I know that's how you guys are, are living too. So thank you for taking these few minutes to listen to me talk about this. I, I really appreciate it. And if you have any questions or there's any other more specific topics that you'd like me to address in one of these My Turn Thursday episodes, just shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. Um, let me know how I can help um, because that's that's my role here. I want to make sure that every single one of you is getting what you need. And if there's something more you need, well, I'm going to either create it for you or direct you to a person or place that can help. All right, my friends, have a great meltdown free day, fingers crossed, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. If you would like to talk with me personally, where we can chat and just get to know each other like old friends, I would love to do a discovery call with you. Go to my website on theharddays.com and click on schedule a call. And if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please do so so that you get the latest when they roll out. Not to mention, please leave a review if you feel like this episode spoke to you. That way, the podcast will be shown to more mothers. And finally, you can find me on Instagram at on the hard days with dots in between each word or in my free Facebook community, On the Hard Days Podcast and Community. If you are feeling isolated in your parenting journey, I encourage you to reach out through any of these means so that I can connect you with your people and support you in whatever way you need.